Thank you for joining me for this third episode in this series of Messages from Mona. Enjoy. We, when we first come to our practice, we're more focused on when we feel anxious, then we have, we practice things and we notice that it has a proper effect, right? And it neutralizes it. But then in, you know, as we're growing this, our personal care prescriptions and growing our practice, we also need to start looking at what are the things that are actually creating the anxiety, right? What are the things that we're practicing that are cre- or that are pulling us off center? And then we're having to practice to pull, bring ourselves back, right? So the, and that just takes a little more deeper reflection, right? Which you guys all mentioned this weekend of noticing how much more kind, because you're reflecting from a proper place. You're reflecting from your center, right? So now you can start to look at those things from a loving place and make different choices versus just using it as one more thing to judge, right? Yeah. So what am I repeating? I would, I would write that in your journals as like a prompt, something to come back to on a regular basis. What am I repeating? Or when you feel like, just your best, ask yourself that, what am I repeating? And then when you're not feeling your best, what am I repeating? What am I repeating? Which book is that? It's the Yoga Sutras. So from that place of what am I what am I repeating? This is what Patanjali then says further. From this practice, all the obstacles disappear and simultaneously dawns knowledge of the inner self. So when the obstacles have thinned, we then can acknowledge who we really are. Disease, dullness, doubt, carelessness, laziness, sensuality, false perception failure to reach firm ground and slipping from the ground gained. These distractions of the mind stuff are the obstacles. That's all the obstacles. So when we're in the dullness, when we're in the carelessness, when we're, that's just a distraction, right? It's, it's the distraction of the mind as the obstacle. So even when we're in those places, we can ask ourselves. Like, what else is present? Because this isn't all there is. Accompaniments to the mental distractions include distress, despair, trembling of the body, and disturbed breathing. The practice of concentration on a single subject is the best way to prevent the the obstacles and their accompaniments. So as we become more one-pointed focused in meditation, they dissolve into the background. And then on page 51, you'll want to mark this in your book because most of the people in the world are not on a transformational journey. 
and they are obstacles in your life, <laughs> you will bump up against that. And so this is a helpful reminder. This sutra reads, by cultivating attitudes of friendliness toward the happy, compassion for the unhappy, delight in the virtuous, and disregard toward the wicked. The mind stuff retains its undisturbed calmness. So if we are this undisturbed calm and we are practicing that and we have gotten maybe really strong or disciplined at not not being our own disturbance, right? So first we work with ourselves to not disturb ourselves. And then we start to identify where in the world and in our life we are disturbed. Who disturbs us? What disturbs us? So we have to start then filtering that. And this guideline is basically, if you are met with happy, be friendly. Like welcome, welcome happiness and not necessarily attached to happiness or require happiness. It's just when happiness comes, welcome happiness, be friendly with that. And when unhappy, some of us have like an Eeyore in our life. I think everyone has an Eeyore somewhere in their life. that's just never happy. The rain cloud follows them all the time. And, and we might not be like Tigger. So it it might we struggle that like because Tigger thinks that he has to make Eeyore happy, right? So he, he has to exert all of this energy to make Eeyore happy. So that can be exhausting, right? So instead, it's just compassion. Compassion. Someone's unhappiness is not a threat to your happiness. Here's a really big challenge. Can you allow yourself to be happy? with someone who's not happy. T typically, uh, being social beings, we will quench our joy when we're with people who are not happy to like meet them where they are. So look, look at that. And instead of that, can you be full of joy and have compassion for someone who's unhappy? Because you know that they are the author of their experience. There is nothing you can do to change their mind, right? Their joy is their responsibility. So compassion for the unhappy and then delight in the virtuous. So like when like we acknowledge and affirm virtue when, when people are in the world in, uh, with fingerprints of love, we delight in that, right? Lean into that. Build relationships there. Those are spaces where you belong, right? Because they also have like a higher code of of honor, right? For the the way that you abide in in life. And then disregard toward the wicked. And this is really hard, especially if the wicked is directed at you, right? It's one thing if you've got like someone on a motorcycle that's like swerving through traffic and every, and it and everyone's like, you know, jackass. <laughs> and you can kind of disregard because you disregard because 
he could have caused an accident, but he didn't, right? So it's a little easier to just kind of disregard that. It's another thing when you collide and, and, and especially if their intent was to harm. It, we take that very personal and we get hurt deeply by that. And there's work to do there. There's there when we are hurt, there is a lot of healing ahead, right? But if we cultivate this concept of I have I I have no room for that in my life. You don't know what that will cost me. So when it, disregard for the wicked is that acknowledgement of you don't know what you're asking me to do. So to have boundaries, to dismiss, um, to, to create space, right? Send them on their way and work on forgiveness so that you can disregard and that so it doesn't have hooks in you. Because where we have encountered the wicked, there we're almost corded or attached. And so just that person coming through your mind just can hook you and steal your, your peace and your joy, right? Because you're tethered. So this disregard doesn't necessarily mean don't hold people accountable, right? But it means personal accountability is the only thing that you have any have any power in, right? And to do what you need to do, live your life and disregard. Leave that up to karma, right?